Amen. Hey, that's right. Last week, if you guys were here, you remember it was a rough one for Al, Kenny, and Wes. Remember that? When they were trying to, you know, get those detective jobs at Metro and Bill, it obviously didn't go through. And, and so Al, he's a great guy. He's a great friend. He decides to cheer the guys up, you know, and let's go out for a drive and let's get our mind off of that, right? We, we didn't get those jobs. And so here's Al. He's driving along the freeway there here in Vegas. And all of a sudden, a cop pulls him over. Again, I'm sorry, Al. But uh, and he says, sir, he says to Al, he says, you're driving way too slow on the freeway. Yeah. Could you please drive a little faster? Yeah. And so Al says, well, I'm sorry, officer. I saw the sign with the 15 on it, and I assumed the speed limit was 15. Yeah, and the officer explains, no, 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 sir. No, listen, the speed limit's 65. The highway is 15. Right? So the police officer, he looks in the back seat, and he sees Kenny and Wes back there, and they're shaking like leaves, man, totally freaked out. And so he says to Al driving the car, he says, excuse me, sir, what's wrong with those two? And Al replied, oh, that's because we just got off a of highway 215. Whoa. I don't know if you guys have seen a pattern here, but I think the first point's pretty obvious. Whatever you do, it's probably a risky thing to drive around with Al in Vegas. You, you know, I'm starting to see a pattern there. But, uh, but seriously, folks, how many guys would say it's obvious, man? Uh, Kenny and Wes were having the fright of their life, right? In the backseat with Al. But that's right, folks. Uh, believe it or not, did you know as bad as that is? The Bible says there's another day coming on the planet that's even creepier than driving around with Al. Sorry, Al, uh, with all due respect, uh, in the backseat there. And the Bible says that creepy day is going to begin at the rapture of the church. And the reason why it's bad, the reason why it's frightening and scary is because the Bible says for those who refuse to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, they are going to be catapulted into the seven-year tribulation. And that is not a joke. As we've been seeing, it's an outpouring of God's wrath on a wicked and rebellious planet. Jesus said in Matthew 24, it's going to be a time of greater horror than this planet has ever seen or will ever see again. And that unless God was merciful and shortened that time frame, not one human flesh would survive. But as we've been seeing, hey, praise God, God loves us. He's not just a God of wrath, this now is justice, which is a good thing. As we've said week after week after week, hey, it's a good thing that God is going to put an end to the evil and suffering. All the things that people think they get away with, uh-uh. God's going to have the last word. That's good news. But he's also a God of love as well. And because he loves you and I, he gives us many, many, many warning signs to let us know when the tribulation is near and when Christ's second coming is rapidly approaching. Therefore, to keep you and I here at sunrise from experiencing the ultimate uh, bad day, uh, even worse than Al's uh, backseat uh, stuff, uh, we're going to continue our study. That's right. The final countdown. The final countdown down Oz it's a countdown <laughs> that makes sense if you were there but anyway we've already seen the number 10 sign on the uh, final countdown was Jewish people that's right John's on the ball uh, the number 9 sign was modern technology the number 8 sign was worldwide upheaval and that's right the last 6 times the 7th sign was the rise of falsehood we can read that's right and what we've been seeing folks is God lovingly foretold you and I he didn't have to but he lovingly foretold you and I that when we see across the planet an increase of these false Christ false myths false teachings and last time even more false prophets spreading new age lies even in the church and that was via food control and population control and that's happening right now guess what that means it's God's way of saying man you like it lump it leave it or not you are living in that generation in the last days, okay? But that's still not all. The fifth way, the final way that I'm going to deal with, Lord willing, that new age is seducing people right under our noses, winning converts right and left, is not only with the promotion of a Hollywood mogul, the Oprah Wan Kenobi show, uh, not only with a healthy earth with the hijacking of the environmental movement, not only with a healthy body and heavenly utopia we saw last week, as creepy as that was, but it's also with this, the promotion of a heavenly host. That's right, folks. What we're going to talk about today is the lie of UFOs and aliens. Don't be me up, Scotty. Now you get it, okay? And folks, I'm here to tell you with experience that this is one of the biggest lies ever to hit the planet Earth in all of mankind's history, and it's been in the works for decades upon decades, and it's only now coming to fruition in our lifetime. But let's remind ourselves, where do these kind of lies come from, okay? N including UFOs and aliens. Open your Bibles to John chapter 8. Jesus tells us, you don't have to wonder, where does all this deceit come from? Who's responsible for all these lies leading people away slowly but surely and subtly from Jesus? Well, that's in the book of John chapter 8. And Jesus is going to confront the Jewish people there. Okay, and he lays it on the line. John chapter 8. We're going to read verses 31 through 44 as we can see there. And here's what Jesus would say. And uh, John chapter 8. 
And uh, let's take a look at that passage there. Jesus replying there in verse 34, or 31, excuse me. He says this, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are what? You're really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will what? The truth, Jesus' truth, God's truth, that's the only thing, folks, that's going to set you free. And they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants. We've never been slaves to anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? And Jesus replied, hey, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Okay, now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son. Aha, Jesus. Hey, belongs to it forever. So if the son, Jesus, sets you free, says it again, you're what? You're going to be free indeed, okay? He said, I know you're Abraham's descendants. Yet you are ready to kill me. Why? Because you have no room for my word. I am telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence. And you do what you have heard from your father. Ooh. And they said, well, Abraham is our father. And Jesus replied, he said, hey, listen, if, if Abraham, you were Abraham's children, then you would do the things Abraham is. As it is, you're determined to kill me. A man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the things your own father does. We, we are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. And Jesus lays it on the line. Listen to this stinger. He says to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God, and now I am here. I have not come on my own, but he sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the who. Woo! How many of you guys would love to have been there? Don't you just love it? Jesus cuts to the chase. You belong to the devil. Hey, which by the way, tells you that uh, either you're serving God or you're serving who? There is no middle ground, is there? Oh, that's interesting. We don't have time for that. He says, you belong to your father, the devil. Listen to this. And you want to carry out your father, i.e. the devil's desire. He was a what? He was a murderer from the beginning and not holding uh, to the truth. For there is no truth in him. Now listen, when he lies, he speaks his native language. Why? Because Jesus says he, Satan, is a liar and he's the what? He is the father of all lies. Now listen to the ramification of that passage. Jesus says that Satan's ultimate goal is he's not only a murderer and he's been one from the beginning, but he's also a liar and the father of all lies. Not some lies, not just he lies himself. Ultimately, he is the father, the originator of all lies on the planet, right? I didn't say it, Jesus did. Now listen, that means in the context, certainly, that whatever undermines the truth about Jesus, about his mission here, about what he came to do, about who he is as the son of God, and that it's only through him and his work on the cross is how we get to heaven. Whatever undermines that and leads people away, that's what Satan's all about. That's what he's talking about here, okay? He is all about lying and deceiving people specifically so they will remain his children, Satan's children, and not be set free by the truth of Jesus Christ. He is the father of all that stuff. Now, here's the point, folks. Believe it or not, that's precisely what the enemy is doing with the lie of the UFO and alien movement. It's not only clearly demonic in nature, it's a last day's lie, just like Jesus said, to steer people away. From the truth, okay? And the first way that we know that UFOs and aliens are clearly demonic in origin is because they lie like demons, okay? They lie like a demon, okay? Now, stop and think about this, especially if you were here in our study for those two weeks on evolution, okay? Now, we all know, if you think about it, the whole belief of UFOs and aliens is built upon the premise that they are supposed to be a what? This higher evolved race, of intelligent beings from somewhere out there in the backside of the universe, right? That's the whole basic core premise. But wait a second, put your thinking caps on. If evolution's not true, and we saw that for two weeks in our study, and that was just a cursory study, but if evolution is not true, then how could these supposed beings ever evolve into this higher race in the first place? The whole premise is built on a lie. If evolution, as we saw, cannot take place on this planet, then logically it cannot take place on any planet right? If evolution cannot happen here, it's not going to happen anywhere, which means right out of the gates, folks, with this whole premise of UFOs and aliens, we're being lied to. Something doesn't add up. It's all built on a lie called evolution. In fact, it's such an obvious lie that even the secular researchers admit, this doesn't agree with evolution. Something's wrong here. Listen to what this researcher uh, stated on record. Listen to this. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. Uh, 
You have individuals that look very much like you and myself that could walk among, among us and you wouldn't even notice the difference, except for some of the things that uh, they might be able to go ahead even in a dark room and touch an object and go, go ahead and identify what color that object might be. They would have a heightened sense of smell, sight, uh, hearing. Uh, the uh, situation is that you have various types of what we normally call grays. We didn't call them grays in the military, but you had at least three types of the grays. You had some that were much taller than we were, uh, the unique thing I th uh, that I'd like to point out for the most part is that the entities that we did catalog were in fact humanoid. Now this created a situation where the scientific community was trying to figure out why that would be the case. Because you would expect that if life evolved on other planets that they would take on some type of other uh, being, so to speak. Not necessarily look humanoid or be bi bipedal such as we are. But apparently, we've got quite a few of the species out there that are humanoid in appearance. And that creates a question that yet has to be answered by science. That's kind of weird. I'll, I'll answer that question for you that science doesn't want to answer. Uh, why is it that it just so happens that these creatures, supposedly evolving all the way across the universe, they're all humanoid just like us every single time? Uh, the answer is because it's a lie. And we're being deceived. Okay, think about it, folks. If evolution were true, and that's the quandary that he says the scientific community is in. If evolution were true, okay, and these guys were spawned from that, you would expect to get some random shape, random blob once in a while, right? If all of life supposedly came from some total random act of chance, we should get some variation in these creatures. But guess what? We don't. They all have to be humanoid just like us. I'm telling you folks, it may seem minor, but this is your first clue that something is wrong here. We are being set up for something. Even they admit it, it doesn't stack up. The whole premise of UFOs and aliens is built on a lie called evolution, okay? As we already saw in our text, who is the father of all lies on the planet? Satan, folks. So that's why I wanted to open up with that text. I'm not making this up, okay? And listen, when you put this together... You realize just how dark, how deceptive, how cunning, how slowly, methodically the enemy has been working to get us to fall for this last day's lie of UFOs. Listen, he first had to get the whole world to turn away from Judeo-Christianity and to buy into the lie of evolution first, didn't he? Which means, think about it, guys. This is how evil he is. He's been working on this last day's lies for the last 150 years, starting with Charles Darwin, and it's only coming into fruition in our lifetime. Slowly, patiently, methodically, he's been setting us up for, to this last day's lie of UFOs to lead us away from Christ. He had to first get the whole planet to believe in evolution. But that was just step one. Step two is, so now that you can believe this whole premise that <gasps> these beings that you see are a higher evolved race. Do you see it? And it's just now coming to fruition. The second way that we know that UFOs are clearly demonic, they not only lie like demons. Uh, hello, they teach like demons, okay? And they, they, they don't just lie, but they have to propagate those lies with false teachings is what they're called out there, okay? And folks, when you take a look at the teachings that are supposed to be coming from these UFOs, these space brothers, these aliens, guess what? Hey, shocker, John, wonder of wonders, they just happen to agree with 100% and promote occultic New Age teachings. Shocker. Okay, listen to these supposed messages that these beings have come all the way across the galaxy just to share with you and I and tell me if it doesn't sound familiar exactly like New Age, okay? Here's the messages that people are, quote unquote, receiving from these entities. First of all, they've come all the way across the universe to tell us that we are little gods. Genesis chapter three, that's alive Satan in the garden, that's New Age. Really, you come all the way to the universe just to that? They, oh, that's not all. They come all across the universe and to teach us the earth is a living entity and we need to worship her, you know, Mother Earth. And we need to change our ways or we will be destroyed. Hey, that's like with the guy of worship environment. Really? Oh, then they say, no, no, no. Uh, Jesus, Muhammad, and Buddha all came from the ETs to assist mankind in our next step of evolution. Really? All the way across the universe just to tell us that? They come all the way across the universe just to tell us there is no such thing as sin and we do not need to be saved. All the way across the universe just to tell. What? You gotta be kidding me. Then they say, no, no, no. Orthodox Christianity's got it all wrong. You've come all the way across the universe to tell us this. Jesus' real message was to teach us that each one of us can become Christ's. 
all the way across the universe to teach that message, but that still was enough. They say, hey, in order to contact them, you know, this higher technically advanced race, uh, we need to refrain from certain foods. Were you here last week? What did the Bible say was a teaching from demons in the last days? Well, that is, that's a whole day. Hey, I got a lot to ground to cover, John. Don't do that to me. <laughs> that's exactly what we saw last week. You come all the way across the universe just to agree with the demonic teaching in the last days and refrain from certain foods and practice meditation. You know, get yourself into an altered state of consciousness. What? Okay, well, you, you, here it is. You come all the way across the universe just to teach us that mankind needs to unite into a, of all things, one world government and a one world religion in order uh, for us to keep from being destroyed. Well, that's interesting. And this has got to be the nail in the coffin. You come all the way across the universe just to tell us of all entities that the devil or Lucifer is actually a good guy and he's come to free us. These are actual messages recorded supposedly coming from these entities. Excuse me? Folks, this is pure common sense logic. Okay? You come all the way across the universe just to tell me that Satan is a good guy. Now, hey, I don't profess to be the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I'm kind of thinking that's something that Satan and demons would do. How about you guys? Okay, in fact, it's so obvious, folks, that even researchers admit this. Listen to what Dr. Walter Martin said. He said, listen, the big problem is not what they are, it's who they are. He said, the key is to their theology, i.e. what they're teaching. Pay attention to it. That tells you their identity. He said, they're all saying the same thing. You come all the way across the universe and you badmouth the Bible. Not some other, quote, religious book out there, but it's all about bad mouth in the Bible. He says, in other words, it's a supernatural manifestation which Christianity calls demonic. And I love this point from John Ankerberg. He says, in light of the messages given by UFO entities, how credible is it to think that literally thousands of genuine extraterrestrials would fly millions and billions of light years just to teach New Age philosophy, deny Christianity, and support the occult? Why would they do this with the preponderance of such activity already occurring on this planet? And, and why would they consistently lie about things which we know are true? And why would they purposely deceive their contacts? Well, I agree, John, and I'll give you the answer. It's because they're demons. That's what demons do. They lie and they propagate false teachings just like their follower Satan, right? This is common sense, folks. Why in the world would you come all the way across the universe? And of all things... You promote the rise of the Antichrist kingdom, you support occultic New Age teachings, and you debunk only Christianity. I mean, you would think if you're a real alien, and this higher evolved technological race, much greater than us, that you would actually come here and share something we could use. You know, maybe a cure for cancer, maybe, maybe uh, some new technological device to stop the energy crisis, blah, 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 blah. But no, 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 you come all the way across the universe. Just to slam Jesus, just to slam Christianity, just to slam the Bible and promote the Antichrist kingdom. Oh yeah, and say Satan's a good guy who's come to free us. Come on, folks, what's that? That's a demon, okay? But that's still the third reason why we know UFOs are demonic in origin is because they communicate like demons. <laughs> this is wild, folks. This is, it's ludicrous, actually, okay? Now, if you were paying attention uh, to the list of teachings that we saw earlier, of all methods of contact, what was it that these beings are saying we need to do in order to be able to communicate with them? They say we need to abstain from certain foods, right? And we need to practice meditation. Why? Because if you're familiar with the New Age movement, which is what I came out of before I got saved, these are part of the techniques that you are encouraged to get yourself into an altered state of consciousness so that you can now get yourself into a position to communicate with the spirits out there. And folks, I tell you what, believe it or not, uh, that's exactly what they encourage us to do. They call it channeling, okay? But the Bible calls it demonic. Let's take a look at what God calls this behavior. Uh, Deuteronomy uh, chapter 18, we saw this before, verses 9 through 12, tells us about this form of communication. When you enter the land the Lord your God has given you, you do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who's a what? Medium or spiritist, and that's what they do with channeling, or who consults with the dead. Anyone who does these things is what? They're blessed by God because that's acceptable. Detestable by God. What? Why? Because it's a demonic practice. As we saw, Jesus wants us to know the truth so that we can be set free. He does not want us to 
practice a demonic form of communication so that we will be lied to and deceived because that's what they do every single time is to lead people away from the truth. Now, here's the whole point. Wonder of wonders, can you guess just what form of communication of all forms you can pick from in the universe? It just happens to be that these beings say we have to engage him if we're going to make contact with them. It's mediumship, spiritism, demonic channeling. In fact, here's some people being contacted by UFOs in action. Let's take a look. God doesn't live outside of you. God is you. While Jay-Z Knight is among the more successful mediums, she is certainly not alone. A nearly identical doctrine is preached from a series of channelers who believe they are in communication with extraterrestrial spirits from other planets and galaxies. In the documentary, UFOs and Channeling, the late actor Telly Savalas reveals that the purpose of channeling these alien entities is entirely consistent with the purpose of the New Thought New Age movement, to change the thinking of mankind. Tonight, we're going to show you some film that may change the way you think about life. Change the way you think about life. Next, we are introduced to a woman who channels a spirit, calling itself Leah. Hello, Philip. How are you today? Very good, Leah. How are you? Very fine, thank you. So, what is it that you wanted to know? Where are you from? I'm from Venus. I don't think anybody's going to believe that uh, you or anybody else could be from Venus. Could you explain to us how you could be when everybody knows it's uninhabitable? They think it's uninhabitable because it is not inhabitable by physical life forms. We have bodies of light. While Leah rambles on with fantastical ideas, she soon compels the audience toward global unity, a message found throughout the New Age movement. And what occurs here on this planet will affect the rest of the universe. Can you, with all of your different ideas, all of your different races, come together as one planet and one people? We have dedicated millennia upon millennia, to this idea. Yep, I bet you have. Satan's been working for quite some time now to get us all buy into the push for a one-world planet with a one-world religion and a one-world economy and a one-world ruler and a one-world government. Wouldn't that be great? I, I, this is a side note, I have to say this. A couple weeks ago when I shared the channeling video before, when we were dealing with this with the beginning point of New Age, if you recall, I had a guy from England. <laughs> he brought up a great point. You know, a British guy with the accent. He, he brought up a good point. He says, Pastor Billy, he says, why is it that all these demons that come through these people and channel and speak to them, they all have a horrible British accent? <laughs> I go, you know, I never thought of that. Of course, it would lend credence that once again, you're being lied to. He says, it's horrible. They don't even do it right from England. But anyway, but let, me, let, me, let me get this straight, okay? Let me, let me, let's put all this together. You not only come all the way across the universe just to slam Jesus, just to slam Christianity, just to slam the Bible, and promote uh, New Age uh, occultic teachings, as you just saw, but the only way I can get this supposed new and improved, higher evolved technological information that will save the planet is by using a form of communication that's demonic in the Bible forbids. What? But you think it kept on. I mean, you would think that if you're this higher advanced civilization far across the galaxy, much more smarter and intelligent than us, that I could at least use a walkie-talkie. I mean, some of the Blackberries now are getting pretty nifty. At least you could tap into our low technology and send me a message. I mean, why can't you send me in the mail one of those nifty uh, Kirk to Enterprise, Kirk to Enterprise devices? Why do I have to use, of all methods of communication, a demonic practice that the Bible forbids? I'll tell you why, because the Bible says this kind of behavior is going to be on the increase, especially as a sign that you are living in the last days. This is what we saw last week. This is the very first verse of that, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. The Spirit, the Spirit of God, clearly says in the latter times, the last days, that some will abandon the faith and follow what? Deceiving spirits. You just saw a lady doing it, folks. And they're things taught by who? Demons. It's coming to pass. It's on the rise on the planet. It's a sign. We're in the last days. But that's not all, folks. The fourth reason why we know that UFOs and aliens are demonic in origin is because they travel like demons. 
Okay? Now, I need to make a little caveat here. I'm not saying that every occurrence of a reported UFO, unidentified flying object, uh, is what I'm talking about here. I think the bulk of them, frankly, are governmental aircraft from around the world. Uh, two, I think they can be explained away by natural occurrences and things of that nature. Okay? And I think a lot of them, unfortunately, are flat-out hoaxes. But there is an element that I don't think you can deny. And that's the spiritual element. But let's take a look at how uh, demons and angels travel according to the Bible. And let's see if we can see any parallels. Here's just one passage dealing with this aspect. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15 through 17 says this. Now, when the servants of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Okay, Elijah's servant. And he said, oh, my Lord, what shall we do? He started freaking out, right? If you recall the passage. And so the prophet says, no, listen, don't be afraid. Okay, the prophet answered, he knew better. He said, those who are with us are what? More than those who are with them. And then Elijah prayed and says, oh Lord, would you open his eyes that he may see, i.e. the spirit realm, what's really going on? And then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he, hey, I see it now. And he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. Okay, in other words, he saw, it was there the whole time, he saw the angels of God, God's army was bigger than the earthly army that was coming against them, you don't need to be afraid, right? Now, that's not necessarily why I'm bringing that up, I'm bringing it up for this, this is just one of many passages in the Bible that tells us how angels travel, and we know, if you know your scripture, that demons are in the angel category, just of the fallen angel category, okay? And what we see in the Bible is that angels have the ability to appear and then disappear. They have the ability to pop on the scene and next thing you know, where'd they go? And pop right back out. They, in other words, have the ability to materialize and just dematerialize. And here's the whole point. Can anybody guess what method of travel it just happens to be that these UFO entities can do and use? It's the same thing, folks. Listen to what the uh, secular researchers are saying. After de- this is secular research. After decades of research, UFO experts are saying that UFOs are not so much physical in nature as they are spiritual. And that's all based on how we see them travel. Okay, the ones that aren't hoaxes or governmental aircrafts. They say, first of all, they clock them up at speeds of up to 15,000 miles per hour, making right turns, which would instantly destroy anything physical. You would be road pizza. You would disintegrate. Okay, you can't handle that. Uh, physically, okay? Secondly, they make no sonic boom like a normal physical object does. That's another clue that they're spiritual in nature. Third, radar has never recorded the actual entering of UFOs into our atmosphere. They just pop on the scene. We don't have reports, here they come, Bob, they're coming around the moon. Yep, here they come. We've got, what's that? But they're going to be here in 23 hours and 14 minutes and there is none of that. All of a sudden they just, they're there in the atmosphere. That's kind of interesting. Uh, Four, these so-called aliens seem to be able to live in our atmosphere without the help of respiratory devices. Isn't that a quinky dink if evolution is true? You just happen to always be able to breathe our air. Interesting. Uh, The five, UFOs have been fired upon by multiple governments and uh, just both seem to go right on through. Nobody's been able to bring one down physically uh, in that means. Six, UFO entities seem to have the ability to materialize and dematerialize as if, quote, coming from another doorway or portal which is what the Bible calls the spirit realm, and that's what angels and demons do. Okay, now, after decades of research of this, based on this, listen to this, folks, UFO experts are now saying this is secular researchers. They are now saying that these beings are not coming from outer space. Far across the universe. They say they're coming from inner space. They're coming from another dimension, and that just happens to be what the angels and demons do. Interesting. In fact, they say there's no need to entertain this thought that they're coming from outside Earth. Listen to this. This is secular researchers, and this is Flying Saucer Review, folks. This is a secular entity. Gordon Creighton, the editor, he said, quote, There seems to be no evidence yet that any of these craft or beings originate from where? outer space, okay? Brad Steiger says, we are dealing with a multidimensional paraphysical phenomenon, which is largely indigenous to where? Planet Earth. And finally, Arthur C. Clarke, he says, one theory that can no longer be taken very seriously is that UFOs are what? Interstellar spaceships, i.e. that they come from outer space. We should not even entertain that idea because that's not what the secular researchers have witnessed over decades of research. Now, folks, I'm thinking that, man, if the secular researchers are saying these things are not coming from uh, outer space, but inner space, they're coming from another dimension, I'm thinking that, boy, is, is, is that a, just a nifty coinkydink that that's also how the Bible says that 
angels and demons can travel and they just pop in, pop out, except the Bible labels that dimension as the spirit realm. Do you think that's by chance? I don't think so. It gets worse as we go. The fifth reason why we know UFOs are clearly demonic. Listen to this. This is crazy. Okay, is they possess like demons. They possess their entities. Let's take a look at a couple accounts of possession. Yes, it's real today, folks. It's not a psychological aberration. This is real. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 through 20 and 28. Two accounts. When evening came, many who were what? Demon-possessed were brought to him, Jesus. And he, Jesus, drove out the spirits with the word, and he healed all the sick. Then later, they went to the other side of the region of the Gadarenes, and what? Here comes some more. Two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him, Jesus. And they were so violent that no one could pass that way. They had supernatural uh, strength, okay? And the reason why I'm bringing this up, folks, is to let us know that contrary to what our scientific evolutionary mindset would say, that not all things, folks, uh, uh, that we see with people are, quote, psychological aberrations, okay? Sometimes people are experiencing, unfortunately, full-blown demonic possession, okay? And what we saw there is one of the things that these entities, demons, like to inhabit and possess is who? People, right? It's clear. Common sense. Animals can be, some throw them into the pigs and things of that nature. But also people is happening repeatedly in the scripture. Now, here's the point. Wonder of wonders, can anybody guess what it is? That UFOs and aliens just love to do with people when they come in contact with them. Uh, they want to possess them. And oftentimes they go insane. Like what happened to this guy? Let's take a look at what happened after his encounter. On the evening of October 25th, 1973, a young Pennsylvania farmer, Stephen Pulaski, and at least 15 other witnesses saw a bright object hovering over a field near them. Stephen grabbed his rifle and went to investigate. It was then that he noticed something walking along by the fence. They were hairy and long-armed, with greenish-yellow eyes, and a smell like burning rubber was present. Stephen sensed that these creatures were not friendly and fired a tracer bullet over their heads. And when they kept on coming, he fired directly at one of them. The creatures then all disappeared into the woods, and the glowing object disappeared from the field instantaneously. UFO researchers, as well as a state trooper, were called in to investigate. When they arrived, the people there told them that Stephen had been growling like an animal and flailing his arms. His own dog ran toward him, and Stephen attacked the dog. Stephen then collapsed, and after a time, began to come to his senses. The entire group commented on the nauseating, sulfur-like odor that was present. What? Nauseating? sulfur-like odor that was present. Boy, of all smells for you to appear on the scene with, it's not stale chicken. It's not an old Snickers bar. <laughs> you happen to smell like sulfur. Anybody know what the Bible says about that? That's the smell used to describe the lake of fire. But Al, I'm sure that's just a quinky dink. Maybe they need to shop at a different store to get some different uh, cologne. Folks, UFO researchers admit that when a person does have an encounter with these entities, notice that the ship just disappeared. Notice that the bullets went right through them. Okay? When they do have an encounter with a supposed alien or UFO, they habitually recorded secular research. They usually do one of three things when it's a genuine encounter. Number one is they go deeper into the occult and new age. Hey, shocker, that's what demons do. Jesus said they're going to lead you away from the truth. Number two, they can't take it. They commit suicide and kill themselves. Hey, that's what Satan is. He's a murderer and he's been one from the beginning. Interesting. And number three, as you just saw, oftentimes they go insane and they act like they just became demonically possessed. And folks, this is such an obvious connection that again, even the secular researchers, these are the guys who have been doing it for decades. You can't say, well, of course, Christian, you're going to say that. This is secular research. Here's their final analysis of what they're seeing in these entities. Dr. Jacques Vallée is one of the top guys in this for decades. In fact, uh, Steven Spielberg's movie, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, he used him as the model for that Lacombe character guy, if you recall that movie, okay? That's how long this guy's been in it. And listen to him. He's got authority. He says, we are dealing with a yet un recognized level of consciousness independent of man but closely linked to the earth i do not believe any more secular research that ufos are simply the spacecraft of some race of extraterrestrial visitors this notion is too simplistic to explain their appearance the frequency of their manifestations through recorded history and an impressive parallel can be made between ufo occupants and the popular conceptions of what 
demons. That's secular research, folks. And he goes on. He says, the medical examination to which abductees are said to have been subjected to, often accompanied by sadistic manipulation, listen, is reminiscent of the medieval tales of encounters with who? Demons. He, fa- he says, in fact, the symbolic display seen by the abductees is identical to the type of initiations ritual or astral voyage that is embedded in the occult traditions of every culture on the planet. He says, thus, the structure of abduction stories is identical to occult initiation rituals. Oh, he's just one, guys. UFO researcher Lynn Cato said, a large part of the available UFO literature is closely linked with mysticism and the metaphysical, not science. He said it deals with subjects like mental telepathy, automatic writing, and invisible entities, as well as phenomena like poltergeist or ghost manifestations or possession. Shocker. He says, many of the UFO reports now being published in the popular press recount alleged incidences that are strikingly similar to demonic possession and psychic phenomena. Secular researcher. Dr. Pierre Guin, he's one of the eminent ones in the French uh, Council of Science uh, Research, says UFO behavior is more akin to what? Magic than it is to physics as we know it. He says the modern UFO knots and the demons of past days are probably what? Identical. And one more, John Keel, outside of Jacques Vallée, this guy's probably one of the most informed secular guys on the planet dealing with this topic. And here's what he says. He said, the manifestations and occurrences described in this imposing literature on demonology are similar, if not entirely identical to the UFO phenomena itself. The UFO manifestations seem to be, by and large, merely minor variations of the age-old demonological phenomenon. Can I translate that for you? Minor variations of the age-old demonological phenomenon. Okay, what he's basically saying there, folks, is they've just repackaged it for our modern technology times. It's been old-fashioned demons the whole time. They've just repackaged it, put a new spin on it, and it's not a demon. They're not here to possess you. It's an alien here to speak with you and enlighten truth to save humanity. Excuse me? Folks, I'm kind of thinking, once again, I might not be the sharpest knife in the drawer and maybe all the peas done slid out of my casserole, but uh, I'm kind of thinking if the secular researchers are saying these things, uh, I mean, are, are clearly demonic, then maybe that's exactly what they are. And we're being duped. They're demonic. The sixth reason why we know that UFOs are clearly demonic in origin is because they're rebuked like demons. Now, come on, how do you get past this one? Let's take a look at what Jesus does uh, to these entities. Let's take a look at demons and how Jesus responds with it. Mark chapter 1, verse 21, 23 through 27. Here's one account. Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. Now, just then, a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit, a demon, cried out. What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Isn't it interesting how they know who Jesus is? And yet people say, oh no, he was Interesting. They'll freely admit. And Jesus said, be quiet. Come out of him. And the evil spirit, the demon, shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. And then the people were all amazed. And they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching and with authority, he, Jesus, gives orders to the evil spirits. And they what? They obey him, of course. He's Jesus, right? And I bring up this text again because it's not just another passage dealing with demonic possession. But this time what I wanted to point out is obviously, in case you didn't know, here's the great news. Who is it that has power over every single demon, including Satan? Jesus. And if they even mess with you, you command them in the name of Jesus Christ to leave. Now here's the point. Can anybody guess? What one surefire, one, not a 99% track record, the one surefire way, 100% of the time, to instantly get rid of these critters if they do come your way. Can anybody guess what that method is? When you command them in the name of Jesus Christ to leave, and they do, not point a gun at them. Get out of here. I'll shoot you with my shotgun. Not say, don't make me serve you chicken. No. Every single time, 100% of the time, what do you do to get rid of these critters? If they do come your way, you rebuke them in the name of Jesus Christ and they leave. In fact, I want to share with you some actual examples of some people who had to do that very thing. Take a look at this. A little creepy, so be prepared. Let's take a look. Oh, first of all, this guy says this. He says there's an interesting parallel. He says, far from the abductee population, including all those with religious beliefs, there is one group of people that is notably absent. Guess who? 
Christians. That's right, John, Christians. He says they're Christians. Those who are often these days unflatteringly described as Christian fundamentalists. He says many people in the world claim to be a Christian. That is, they have Christian ideals or morality. They may even regard themselves as good people. But I'm talking about what are the born-again, Bible-believing Christians. It's as if the ETs tend to avoid this select group of people. This reality has been largely ignored by UFO researchers. He said Muslims, Buddhists, Jews, agnostics all seem to claim abduction experiences. And as more case studies were examined, a puzzling trend began to emerge. The so-called Christians who said they were abducted, listen, he said, uh, were people who intellectually espoused the existence of God, but did not apply it personally. In other words, they weren't really Christians. It was just Christians in name only right? So here's what he says. He says, there seemed to be an obvious absence of devout, Bible-believing, walk-the-walk Christians. Where were they in this equation? He said, the only one who appears to be able to stop them is Jesus. These people did it. Let's take a look. My name is Joe Jordan. And I'm the state section director for the Mutual UFO Network for Ballard County, Florida. I'm also lead field investigator. When we get a call for an investigation, we take all the information we could over the phone, and then we send investigators out, sometimes myself, sometimes other investigators working with me, and we'd follow up to do an investigation report. To these people, they were sincere, they had sincere experiences and they were looking, a lot of them looking for help and they felt that being that we were involved as researchers and investigators that we could be some help to them. My name is Joyce Ahrens. Um, I'm a floral designer. I was laying in the bed, my husband and I, and I was laying on my right side. And all I could see when I opened my eyes, all I could see was this red light above the window. And I could see my husband's shoulder, but I was like paralyzed. His skin looked like elephant skin. And he had the big bulbous head with the big wraparound eyes. As an honest researcher, I realized that I couldn't just count these people out because there's the stuff that they had was so bizarre. Most of the researchers in the realm had said it wasn't possible to, to stop an experience. Knowing that, I called some of the leading researchers in the country. So I said, guys, I've got a very unusual case here. This man, we'll use the name Bill, and during his experience, in fear, he calls out, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Or Jesus, please help me. By calling out, he abruptly stops his abduction experience. These entities can be stopped in the name and authority of Jesus Christ. Launched down in Coco, this was after I accepted Jesus Christ. They tried to come. And I kept saying, no, no, you're not doing this. And I took on the empowerment of Jesus Christ and I stopped that. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. These are spiritual entities. Taking on the empowerment of Jesus Christ puts a stop to a lot of things. And he's helped me a great deal. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Wow. Let me see, let me see if I can put this together. If it walks like a demon, talks like a demon, travels like a demon, lies like a demon, teaches like a demon, acts like a demon, possesses people like a demon, and is rebuked in the name of Jesus Christ like a demon, I'm going to think we're dealing with demons here. What do you think, Al? Hey, good answer, but that's not all. The seventh reason why. We know, folks, these things are uh, clearly demonic in origin. The final one is they deceive like demons. Okay, that's what they're all about. Especially in the last days, if you recall, what was the first thing Jesus told his disciples to watch out for in the last days? Don't let anyone deceive you. Okay, and folks, I'm here to tell you of all things to come across, all the way across the universe, the one thing that you're trying to explain away just happens to be the rapture. 
of the church. Let's take a look at that classic passage and then we'll see what they're trying to do. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse 15 through 17, according to the Lord's own word, we tell you uh, that we who are still alive, who are left to the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then after that, we who are what? still alive and are left will be caught up or raptured together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. And how many guys would say that's good news? It is. It's great news. Uh, It's one of the great hopes in the Bible that God is clear. Paul says in the context that we are not appointed unto his wrath. Paul says not once but twice in the context there to encourage each other with these words. One day Jesus Christ is coming back to get his church and it's called the rapture. Now here's the point. Again, can anybody guess? You've come all the way across the galaxy and what's the number one thing that you're working your tails off trying to explain away? You guys got it wrong when it comes to math. We have a better geometry. Don't you know if you use this device, you can create your own water and that would... The one thing that you're working desperately right now into the minds of people is to explain away the rapture of the church. And what they are telling people and what they would have you and I believe that when the planet sees millions of people disappear across the planet, it's not the hand of God coming to get his church, sparing them from his wrath, that is going to be poured out on the planet, it was the UFOs coming to save them. Here's some of their actual teachings that they're trying to get people uh, to believe. Uh, Barbara Marciniak, she's a famous New Age author and channeler, okay? And uh, in her book, Bringers of Dong, she uh, documents what she claims extraterrestrials have told her from the star system Pleiades. And listen to of all messages of what they're saying. They say, first of all, there will be great shiftings within humanity on this planet. It will seem that great chaos and turmoil are forming, that nations are rising against each other in war, and that earthquakes are happening more frequently. Earth is shaking itself free. A certain realignment or adjustment period is to be expected. You know, Mother Earth is cleansing herself. It's the same lie. The people who what? Leave the planet during the time of earth changes do not fit here any longer and they are stopping the harmony of the earth. You know, those nasty Christians. Okay, when the time comes that perhaps, what? 20 million people leave the planet at one time. There will be a tremendous shift in consciousness for those who are remaining or dare, dare I say, left behind. That's the tip of the iceberg. Uh, Channeler Thelma Terrell, she goes by her spiritual name, Tuella. Okay, she wrote a book called Project World Evacuation. And here's what she shares these entities have told her. Quote, our rescue ships will be able to come in close enough in the twinkling of an eye. Notice how they pepper it with biblical terminology. Uh, To set the lifting beams in operation in a moment. And all over the globe where events warrant it, this will be the method of evacuation. Mankind will be lifted, levitated, shall we say, by the beams from our smaller ships. These smaller craft will in turn taxi the persons to the larger ships overhead, higher in the atmosphere, where there is ample space and quarters and supplies for millions of people. Don't worry about your loved ones. They'll take care of them. huh? The great evacuation will come upon the world very suddenly. And one more, folks. Uh, various youthful channels, the same message they're lying to people. Uh, they say the cataclysms are all part of purifying the earth back to its millennium. You know, Mother Earth, again, cleansing herself. Now, they said there will be many visits from the galaxies by interdimensional beings. Yeah, they are. They're spiritual. They're demons. Uh, as from the Pleiades. To assist and in some cases rescue people and take them into higher places. Those are the flying machines that you have seen coming into your galaxies that have been preparing themselves for the last 40 years. Some never die on this earth, they say. These missing persons have already been taken. As their time was not up and they were not meant to go through a demise, they went through a what? Not the rapture of the church. A liftoff from the UFOs. Wow. You got to put yourself in the enemy's shoes. He is a master of deceit. I mean, here you have an event that you cannot deny right? It really happened. Millions of people all over the world have suddenly disappeared. You can't put a spin on that one. And to make it even worse, it's only and specifically only Christians. And you would think after that event, the normal logical response for those left behind would be something like this. Oh, why didn't I listen to John? Why didn't I listen to my Christian friend or brother or sister or mother or coworker? Why didn't I listen? I've got to get right with God now. And you would think at the shock of the rapture that people in mass would get saved across the planet, right? Not anymore. This is how stinking evil the enemy is. 
He's been working the last 150 years, starting with the live evolution with Charles Darwin, and it's coming to fruition to his ultimate goal in these last days. Don't worry, all it's going to take, the rapture occurs, somebody gets up on the global news network, which we saw already is being built. Don't worry about your loved ones. Yes, they have disappeared. Cats out of the bag. You guys known that for many decades now, the government has been hiding this truth from you, but UFOs are real. You were right. But we were concerned about you. We had to prepare you for this event, and we want to calm your fears across the globe that, listen, your loved ones, they, they're okay. It was our UFO space brothers. They, your loved ones were not able to go into this new age of utopia that has now finally come across the planet. As you just saw in your news today, the, the Antichrist himself, or, oh, you're not supposed to know that. Uh, the, the peace has come for seven years with Israel. We are now entering a time of peace like never before. Your loved ones are okay. There's ample quarters for them in the smaller UFOs and we'll take care of them. They'll, they'll join us later as we continue to go. And in one fell swoop, that's not just an excuse. That's a brilliant one. Human natures, you'll gravitate towards any lame excuse. Well, they just got lost in the aisle at Walmart. Okay, I'll believe that. Just to maintain sanity, right? But this one's a genius. And he's been working on it for 150 stinking years. And once again, in one fell swoop, nobody's going to connect it with God, Christianity, or the biblical rapture. And once again, thank you, Hollywood. They are actually preparing in the minds of people to help us visualize this lie. It was the UFOs that got your loved ones. Let's take a look. Stephen Hawking, astrophysicist and arguably one of the smartest people on the planet, warned us about the possibility of aliens from outer space. Hawking says that if extraterrestrials visit us, the outcome might be similar to when Columbus landed in America. In other words, it didn't turn out too well for Native Americans. Yep, I'm here to tell you, no need to be afraid. As you saw, it was the aliens, they sucked up your loved one. Or they beamed them up. Or they disappeared, whatever it is. You pay attention to Hollywood movies, they're giving us many different possibilities. But it's all the same thing. Why did your loved one disappear? It was the UFOs. Isn't that interesting, the tagline on the end of that movie as we close here, uh, was a don't look up. I don't think that's by chance. Uh, Luke 21, 28, what's been our tagline every single time? Jesus said, when you th- these things take place, what do you do? You better look up. You better stand up, Christian, lift up, because your redemption is drawing near. He's all set to go to explain away the next greatest prophetic event in mankind's history called the rapture. And folks, I'm here to tell you that if you're here today and you're not a Christian, I beg you, please, don't be deceived. Millions of people are going to disappear across the planet. And it will have nothing to do with UFOs. It is Jesus Christ coming back to get his church. And you could be one of them. If you would just cry out today and ask Jesus Christ to forgive you, you will be going. You will not be left behind like one of these people. We'll close in prayer after this.
Well, hi, this is Billy Crone of Get Life Ministries, and I hope you were blessed with this study. But in closing, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? Before you answer that, let me share a couple things that the Bible says. Did you know that the Bible says that God is holy and that we are not? And the wages of our sin or unholiness is death? In other words, we deserve to die and go straight to hell and be separated from God for all eternity. This is the great cosmic dilemma. God who is holy and we are not, how can we have a relationship with Him? The two will never mix. Now, to make matters worse, we don't even want to admit this, even though God already knows He's God. And so God, out of love, gave us something called the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were not something to just memorize or stick on your wall or give the appearance of being a religious person. The Ten Commandments were God's divine x-ray, if you will, into our heart and soul to reveal this truth that we need to admit. And that is this, that God is holy and that we are not. We are disqualified for heaven. So let's take a look at that divine x-ray that God's trying to get us to realize. Uh, the, the Ten Commandments, the, the ninth one says, you shall not bear false witness. That's lying. Okay. How many guys have ever told a lie? Raise your hand. Okay. Well, if you didn't raise your hand, you just did. You just told a lie because we've all done that. Well, that makes us a liar. The, another Ten Commandments says that you shall not steal. Don't ever take anything without permission. How many of you guys uh, have ever done that? Well, you guys already said you're a bunch of liars. All of our hands should have went up on that one. And for being honest, God already knows. Folks, we've all taken something. We've stolen something, right? That makes us a thief. Another Ten Commandments says that you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. He's not just holy. Even His name is holy. Hey, folks, let's be honest. If you can believe it, even the name of Jesus Christ uh, has been turned into a common cuss word. Well, the Bible says that's a sin of blasphemy. Now we're a, a blasphemer. The Bible says you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus said, here's his standard. Uh, uh, even if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you committed adultery in your heart. Wow, so now we're an adulterer. The Bible says you shall not murder. And you might think, well, hey, at least I haven't done that one. Really? Again, the Bible says that the sin of hatred, wishing somebody was dead, okay, that, that's the same thing. Uh, it's akin to the sin of murder. It's just you pulled the trigger in your heart, but God sees the heart. Hey, folks, that's just five out of ten. How are you doing? You still think you're going to get to heaven on your own? You still think that you're qualified, that you're holy like God, and you could bridge the gap and have a relationship with Him forever? I don't think so. I mean, what did we just see? You're going to stand before God, and so am I. We all are. And we're going to have to give an account for who we are. Hey, hey, God, let me in. Uh, I, I'm a I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer. I'm an adulterer. I'm a murderer. And the scripture is very clear, folks. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of God. We're in trouble. But folks, here's the good news. The Bible says that if we would just admit that, that's the first step. To admit that God is holy, that I'm not, I'm disqualified for heaven. I need a savior. If we would admit that and then ask for the savior to save us. That, that's what God was doing with Jesus. God gave us His Son, Jesus Christ. He took the death penalty in our place so that we could be completely forgiven of everything we've ever done and be made holy through Jesus so that we can now have a relationship with God both here and now and forever in heaven. We can become qualified. You, the, the word that the Bible uses is a word called pardon, that God is willing to pardon us of all of our sins and crimes that we've committed against him and disqualified us that disqualified us for heaven right and we've actually seen this work in real life uh, for instance uh, there's been people who have committed crimes gone to court the gavel's been passed the judge has said hey listen we all know you're guilty uh, you even admit you're guilty and uh, for your crimes you're going to not just jail you're going to uh, await in jail to go to the death penalty and did you know that there actually is a way that somebody could get off of death row, it's called a pardon. The one in the authority, the governor, can grant what's called a pardon for that person's crimes, and they literally can go free. Not because of something they did, because the deeds are already done, you can't undo it. Not because of they tried to clean up their act while they were stuck in the jail cell, because that doesn't change anything. But simply out of mercy, the person who has the authority can give them a pardon, and they can go free. And did you know, it's actually on historical record, that there have been people who have been granted a pardon from the death penalty, 
and they've refused to take it. And so even though the offer was there to be set free, they themselves still had to go to the death penalty. Folks, in a nutshell, that's what God's doing every single day with all of us this side of heaven. While you still have breath, you still have an opportunity to receive God's pardon. He's willing to forgive you of all your sins if you would just receive His pardon through Jesus Christ. Again, that's what He was doing on the cross. The cross was the death penalty of the day. But since we weren't there, and since we can't earn it, it's a gift from God, you have to receive that by faith. Reach out even today from your own spiritual jail cell, if you will, and say yes to Jesus and God's pardon so that you can be set free and go to heaven. The Bible says that if you will confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the grave, you will be saved. Hey folks, if that's you, don't delay. You may not even have tomorrow. Today could be your last day. Please accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Confess with your mouth He is the Lord. Believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the grave. And the Bible says you will be saved. Well, this has been Billy Crone of Gill Life Ministries. If there's anything that we could do for you, our information and, and number will come up here shortly. And please don't hesitate to contact us. But remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless.